1: Joining us on the stage now, Ryan Jeffers and Bailey Ober. Give it up, everybody. Give it up. (laughs) Bailey, Ryan, how you doing?
4: We're doing good. Thanks for having us out here.
1: Appreciate it. This year, the crowd's been off the charts. I think that the anticipation for this season is, this is the biggest crowd that I've seen for Twins Fest in the years that I've been at WCCO. Just your thoughts on the fans kind of coming out and supporting you guys this weekend.
4: Yeah, you can feel the energy. You know, the, the halls are packed. Um... It's great. You know, we feel that energy in, in those postseason games and we feel it now as the anticipation into 24. So it kind of gets us excited seeing everybody here and seeing you guys so excited, so excited.
5: Yeah, I mean, it just just like what Ryan said, it, the energy makes us want to go out there even more. I mean, I know a lot of us are ready to get down the spring and get down to Florida and get all the team together and get some practices. And then for sure, be in front of you guys up here in April. It's going to be very exciting.
6: I think the excitement started in the playoffs last year. Of course, you guys clinching your division, but then the the Toronto series that, you know, it's historically, you know, we know what the playoff record was, but the two games that you guys beat Toronto to advance after that, that has to be a building block for going to the next season that you're not happy with just a division title.
5: Yeah, definitely. And I, I felt, I felt the same way, um, Honestly, I, I felt like during the season we we expected to win in the postseason this year. That's kind of what we were feeling as a team, um, and then obviously we ran into a little roadblock, and it, it made us a little bit more hungry for next year. Um, and right away at, after that game, I, I you could see in everyone's faces in the locker room, it was just that we we want to get out, get back out there, and prove
6: everyone uh, wrong and prove us right. Jeffers, you had a breakout year last year. Uh, also. I want to say you caught every playoff game. Was that surprising to you? And did they come to you and say, hey, here's our game plan. We're going with you th- th- with these playoffs?
4: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's the old, the hard work pays off. Um, at the end of the day, they, they came to me before the playoffs and said, said what was going to happen, told me, told me the, the plan. And, you know, getting the honor to catch all those, those playoff games was awesome. It was a great feeling. Um, you, you play your whole career to kind of be in those games and, and play in that environment. So getting a chance to do that was awesome.
1: You know, I want to piggyback off of what uh, Dan just said. You know, Ryan, you had a bounce back year last year. Your numbers were up across the board. Um, what was the biggest difference for your, um, I guess, what you did last year as opposed to in 2022? Was it as simple as you being healthier?
4: Yeah, for, uh, not really. You know, for me, I was healthy in 22, but mechanically I reworked my swing kind of from the ground up last offseason. Um gave myself mechanics that I was able to be confident in um, which then lends itself to every day I show up to the field I I trust what I'm doing trust my process I'm able to flush stuff a lot quicker um, and turn the page you know it's I'm kind of starting to come into the player that I always knew I could be.
1: You know Bailey last year you and Ryan both uh, participated and helped out Joe Maurer in a a give back campaign with a the uh, Gillette Children's Hospital. Yep. Uh, what was both your reactions, I'll start with you, Bailey, when you see Joe get the call to the hall?
5: Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that you can kind of see happening before it actually did. Um, but to, for him to be able to have that achievement, it's unbelievable. And just us knowing Joe and spending some time with him, um, he's just a special, special person, as everyone else in, in this room knows. Um, yeah, we're just incredibly happy for him and his family. Ryan?
4: Yeah, for me, you know, I was back up here this this offseason for the, the 2023 holiday week giving and I was sitting down with with Joe and Justin and, and we were eating a little bit of lunch and you could see the excitement. But, you know, every time we talked about it, you, he didn't want to get his hopes up. But you, you could see it was starting to come to fruition in his mind and uh, to see that it did happen and, and you know, those childhood dreams of his just kind of all happening at once. Um, it's awesome. You know, it's couldn't be for a more well-deserved person.
6: Right. let our audience take us through a little bit of, you come to the ballpark, you're catching, you got Bailey Ober on the mound. What goes into the scouting report, and is it both you two with the dialogue in, in going over the scouting report? Obviously, there's some analytics and information there, but everybody's different. That's one thing cool about a catcher. He's got to have different personalities because every guy on the mound has that different pro- personality, and you've got to be able to relate to different guys.
4: Yeah, you know, pregame... I do my homework. The pitcher does their homework. I have to understand how, what type of homework that pitcher does, what type of information that pitcher wants. Um, so we'll, all kind of, we'll do our own separate homework, and then we'll kind of come together and have a meeting pregame to kind of go over the hitters, go over what they found, what I found, what the pitching coach found, um, just to kind of compile everybody's ideas and, and come out at the end of that meeting with a, with a really good game plan. Um, and I think everyone having input in that meeting kind of helps really sharpen up what comes out in the game plan that we use.
6: Do you have to agree with what you might have in front of you, or you might disagree with how they're asking you to pitch a particular hitter that you or you might feel that uh, there's more success going this way?
4: I think we have to learn. Like my job is to, to guide the pitcher to the right spot. It's not to tell them what the right spot is, it's to try and, Lead them, to, lead them to water. You know that's, uh, There's different personalities. Some pitchers, I can say, hey, no, that's, I don't know what you, where you found that at, where you saw that information, but maybe this is a better way to go. Other pitchers, Sonny Gray, for example, you kind of got to take some of that with like, okay, Sonny knows what he's doing. This is how he wants to pitch. Whether the paper says it's the right way or not, Sonny, if he's convicted and the pitcher goes out there and trusts what they're doing, then they're going to be good, and, and you got to learn that
6: balance. How about a Pablo Lopez?
4: He does a lot of homework. Um, he, actually, he likes to, to be the lead voice in his meetings a little bit more. Um, some pitchers like to kind of start off with what they found and then have me chime in after that. Some pitchers like to have me chime in first and then they chime in after. Um, again, he just goes to kind of what their preferences are, and it's my job to know that. Joe Ryan.
5: Everyone, dude, dude, just everyone. The, Joe, whole, the uh, whole staff. Clean it up.
4: Joe is great. Joe. He, the thing about Joe is he's come a long way since he debuted. Uh, when he debuted, you, it was the the same person you see off the field that lucky that loose go lucky person. Um, and I'm not I'm not saying that he didn't prepare, but I don't think you really knew how to prepare with all the numbers and everything. And he's come. He's he gets really in depth, and he's learned a lot from guys like Sonny and seeing how how they sit down and go through all their work. Um, Kenta was the hard one. You know, his notes were in Japanese, my notes were in English. Um, but he he would sit down in front of a computer for a long time and go through and, and look at every swing that he can find and come up with a plan. Um, Bailey's pretty easy. It's kind of, he's kind of like Pablo in where it's, it's, they know what they want to do. It's, it's let's just have a quick, easy conversation. Um, and that, that makes my job easier. Bailey,
1: you had a good year last year. Um, clearly this year you're going to expect more out of yourself. How do you see your, your role maybe expanding?
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I just kind of plan on attacking just how I did last year, and hopefully I can stay healthy, and that's the main goal really. Um, just go out there and pitch every day that they ask me to. Try to go as deep as I can in the games and hopefully get the, the inning count up and hopefully help this, help this team make the playoffs and make a push deep in there.
1: And is it true that in high school, one of your teammates was Garrett Bradbury?
5: Yeah, Garrett was my my catcher in high school. Okay. And now he's the center for the Vikings up here. And it sounds like you're an avid golfer. Yeah, I like to play a little bit. I try to get out there whenever I can. It's a little more difficult now with four kids, but I try to get out there as much as I can and enjoy being outside. Have you seen him play, Ryan? Can he golf?
1: I'm not a golfer. Oh, you're not a golfer. I'm not a golfer.
4: Those got to be some long golf clubs, though.
6: (laughs) (laughs)
5: It's true, yeah. you got a, almost two inches on them.
6: You know, uh, somebody told me, do, do I golf? Yeah, I go out there and I take the – how many empty beer cans I have in my golf cart. <laughs> I take those off my score. So I shoot pretty good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. All right, so I guess what was your, your favorite part of the offseason? Anything you, – you brought up your family, your kids. What What was – is there anything that stood out about your all season Was there a trip? Anything that you guys did specifically?
5: Yeah, just spending a lot of family time. Me and my wife got to go take a couple of trips up to the mountains in North Carolina. We recently just went down to our school. Um, I had my number retired onto the wall down there Congratulations. at the baseball field. So that was pretty special. Um, but, yeah, it was just a great time hanging out with family. Ryan, how about you? Yeah, for me,
4: it's it's – the off-season, you know, the season is so busy and so repetitive day in and day out, and you don't get that opportunity to really spend time with your family. So the off-season, you, you try and set aside a lot of time for family. Um, we got an 18-month-old daughter, so it's, she's keeping us pretty busy um, and, and just really spending quality time with them.
6: Anything else, Dan? Uh, I just, you know, going into spring training, and you talked about tweaking your swing. I remember talking to you a little bit last year and how you left it quiet. You had quiet hands, flat on the back, on, on your shoulder to raise it up a little bit. Tweaking it again because hitters, you know, always are changing and, and messing with their swing a little bit. Only oh they're trying to improve it or feel uncomfortable or not having success. Uh, what are you working on now?
4: I'm not tweaking it again. Okay. Um, <laughs> what worked last year worked pretty well. Yes. Um, so we're trying to just continue to build on the consistency of that move. Um, and if there is any areas of improvement in that, Air swing it will be small now. You know the building blocks, the foundation is there. Um, so if it if there is any tweak here, tweak there, it's not going to be very noticeable.
6: Uh, I don't know what Joe Ryan. I'm not sure he went through a stretch there. That first pitch of the game, it left the ballpark. Were you behind the plate when when a lot of that was going on? For a couple. For a couple. But it, it seemed like it was repetitive. Like there was a scouting report. First pitch fastball. Uh, is that a pattern that you try to? stay away from
4: no joe one thing that joe does extremely well is he throws a lot of strikes he fills the strike zone up and teams know that so teams are the only downside of throwing a lot of strikes is teams might start ambushing they might just start swinging first pitch no matter what knowing that they're probably going to get a strike um it's a learning experience for everybody you know it's it's we can be better as a catcher we can game plan a little bit better for that and at the end of the day you know solo homers aren't going to hurt you it's the, the extra base hits and the, the, the two-run, three-run homers that at the end of the day will get you. So letting up a solo homer, is it sucks, but it is what it is sometimes.
6: I just remember the look on Joe's face when he went through that a couple games.
4: <laughs> uh, you feel bad for him. but it's... Yeah, you
6: do. Ugh. Yeah.
1: Hey, guys, you guys were a big uh, part of the success last season. I look forward to seeing you guys this coming season as well. Bailey Ober, Ryan Jeffers, everybody. Thank you.